welcome to ZPM. I'm Teresa. And I am Lenny. Woo! How are we doing? We're good, we're good. Anything fun we're to pretty record? Good. Um, no, not really. I'm just been working, you know. Winter's it's cold. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm driving to Florida this year in three weeks. Oh, which part of Florida? Uh, Ocala, which is like north of Orlando. Yeah, it's like horse country around there. You betcha. A lot of silence and stuff. That's okay. Uh, We're driving. Yeah. We're going to do some hiking, camping, oh, national well, parks, you know. What made you What made you decide to drive? We have a camper van. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's like 20 hours of uh, being on the road? Uh, that's ambitious. We're very uh, exploratory. <laughs> like we just love, like, like getting away from here will be like the longest leg probably of the trip. The longest we'll drive. Um, but then once we hit Virginia, then it's like all pull-offs and and friends. Uh, Next yeah. exploration. You know how long? How long are you going for? A week. A Saturday to Saturday. Ah, okay. Excellent. Um, now that I think of well, that in now because we record on Sundays typically, and I'll be back by Sunday. So great news. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So this is like a conundrum. So I'm not endorsing theft by any means. You know how you could go to a shady website and do whatever. Mm-hmm. If I subscribe <laughs> to the service, let's say it's HBO Max. I subscribe mm-hmm. and they do let you download for offline viewing, but they only let it happen on your cell phone or tablet of which I do not own a tablet. Oh, really? You can't, you can't do it. On your- you can't do it on your windows 10 laptop. Oh, so let's say I, do you think it's still, like bad behavior to like go not necessarily i don't go to a torrent site but might as well uh and get the thing i wanted to watch so i could watch it offline because where i take my lunches during my working times uh has no internet connection and i'd still like to watch on a not on not on six inches of cell phone what do you think of that because my mother was like that's still stealing and bad i mean technically it is but I've never actually pirated something and then downloaded it because I'm afraid of viruses. Do you know back in the oldie days? Now, how owning DVDs and like subscribing, I think it's fine because I'm, they're already getting my $15 a month or whatever HBO Max demands. So it's not like I'm getting it, but I'm <laughs> not paying for it. I'm already paying for it. It's just that I'm unable to watch it where I need to watch it. And while that does encourage bad behavior for other people, I'm still paying for it in the end. But it's not stealing if you're paying for it. I know. Even though I had to go to like a black market guy to get a copy of the thing I already paid for. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not stealing because you paid for it. That's what I say. Uh, So back in the old times when torrents were like, it was the Wild West out there and it was just the devil's Pirate Bay all day, every day, right? Pirate Bay, LimeWire. I used to download for offline viewing, even though we, I was living at home at the time, uh, episodes of Stargate Atlantis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh man, 
I got a cease and desist letter from Cablevision back then. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, MGM contacted Cablevision. They listed the file name, where it was located, the last time I played it, and for how long I played it. Oh, God. I know. And that's in some early 2000s. I mean. So they, tra- they tracked you down. They tracked me down for Stargate Atlantis. I think it was because it was, I think it was because it was probably still on the air at the time and it was new. So that's why they didn't they were they were like contacting they were like tracking people down. Yeah. Well, I what probably was the case was I intended to watch it. The tape recorder or DVR didn't record it. So I was like, that's fine, I'll just go pirate bang get it. It's not like I'm not buying the DVDs in the end anyway. And they were like, no good. <laughs> I, mean, I just find ever, it funny, like, look how these, sorry, go ahead. Uh, nothing ever came of it, though, you know, like, they weren't like, we're going to sue you. Got me on other ones. <laughs> like, <or> whatever. <laughs> F- FBI didn't storm your house? No, no, but that's probably the first uh, <laughs> realization that the FBI was definitely like, I don't think that's cable, unless it's cable vision's technology and they loan it to the FBI, you know? Right. <laughs> I just find it how now it's funny yeah. that everything now back then it was like illegal. Yeah. Back in, back in the 90s, if you had an X-Files fan page, Fox would make you take it down because you were infringing on their copyright. Yeah. I remember those days. The rudeness of it all. <laughs> now it's like you have a fan page and a podcast. Go right ahead. Right. I have... I have the segue. I shouldn't announce it, but it's a long way to go. So come with me. Uh, We're talking about the police coming to get you. The name of this episode is 48 Hours, which is a buddy cop movie with Eddie Murphy. We watched Stargate season five, episode 14. (laughs) 48 hours. (laughs) Not the one with Eddie Murphy. (laughs) And Nick Nolte. And Nick Nolte. Let's Let's not forget Nick Nolte. Uh, uh, the team is under glider fire uh, while they're running for the gate. They're like, run for the gate! And uh, Teal turns around and he's shooting at the glider and he see. I don't know, that is some vision that Jaffa have. Right? That is like hawk vision right there. It's Tanif. <laughs> and uh, Teal blows him up and he feels pretty good about that and he goes through the gate but Tanith's ship blows up the dialing device and Tilk does not rematerialize through the gate. And Tilk is not there anymore. And that's the cold open. Tilk's stuck in the in-betweens. Mm-hmm. Hammond comes down. He's like, where's Tilk? And like, uh, we don't know. Uh, they go to redial the gate and there's an unknown error. And they think Tilk might have been thrown off course but uh, like when, when the other side's gate was blown up. So they stay they stop dialing the gate. And uh, and Tilk is, isn't on a different world, like how the gate will automatically jump to the next available gate to establish the wormhole. Uh, he's stuck mm. in, in the DHD's buffer. He's stuck in between. He's stuck in a buffer. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, well, the only other... That's, you know... Mm. I mean, there are ways around without asking the Russians, but I guess the Russians are the fastest way because they could just ask 
the Tok'ra, but they can't dial the gate. So they have to, I guess they have to use the Russian gate. Yeah, the gate. Because they can't, they can't ask the Tok'ra because they'd have to dial a gate. Mm-hmm. And they can't ask the Asgard because they'd have to dial a gate. Mm-hmm. So, all right, fine. They win. Uh, Daniel's going to be the Russian liaison. He's so diplomatic, that Daniel. And Sam is worried that she's not going to be able to get Teal back. And so is O'Neill. Yeah, O'Neill's always worried about his best friend forever, Teal. Yeah. And so on the way to Russia, there he is, Major Davis. Right. <laughs> I will. I forget his name, but I will always know him as the guy from uh, uh, Falling Skies. Oh, that's funny. He was the cook. Convict cook. <laughs> I watched. I watched. I didn't see the last season of Falling Skies, though. I got I got bored of it after a while. Oh, it was very good. I thought it was good. So the Russian leader is there. Um, and he acknowledges the basic shit show of a policy between their countries and like how it does not work. But yeah, I was saying they don't they don't say it very nicely in such nice terms. It's just like we want this and we want that. A Major Davis is like, man, his suit might as well be made of the American flag and about how he's not given an inch <laughs> to the Russians and they owe them big time. And the Russians are like, what are you even talking about? Yeah. And I love how I love. And I love how Daniel calls him out in it one time. Yeah. He's like, oh, we're not saving the world. Just a good old US of A. I know. Oh, nothing sadder than when. I mean, it's not like Daniel didn't know, but like when it's expressly pointed out to you like that, it's still like a crushing blow somehow, even though you really already knew. Yeah, it's it's pretty soul crushing when you realize it. It's like, oh, we don't care about the rest of the world. (laughs) Over at the SGC, here comes Q and McKay. Oh, Rod. And this is like peak Rodney McKay. This is like, I am smarter than everyone in the room. Yeah. And he's a dick. Oh my God. It's uh, he is. Like, I did not remember his first appearance here. Yeah, this is like peak Rodney McKay. This is like I I'm smarter than everyone and I'm better than everyone else. I mean, he thinks that for until like he dies, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but this is like your first introduction, so you really don't like him. Hmm. Hugh says that they have 48 hours to get Tilk out of the it's, buffer. <laughs> it's Colonel Simmons, it's not Q. <laughs> <laughs> I just I cannot think of him any other way. Even when I met the actor in person, I was like, oh, I can't believe it's Q. Like it's just oh, oh, and you met you met John Delancey? I did meet John Delancey. <laughs> I took a picture with him, but our picture looks like dog shit because those people, for all the money that you pay them to take a professional looking picture, they do not make Mm -hmm. sure that you're looking good in the least. Either person, not just me, not even the actor. Like, John Delancey didn't look good. I didn't look good. We look like we partied too hard the night before as a unit. (laughs) And I'm like, this camera guy sucks. The cameras are always too low. So it's always like upshots and glare. 
I was saying that you could always tell people that, you know, you partied way too hard with John Delancey the night before, and that's why the picture looks like crap. Oh, that'd be awesome. I bet it would be a good party. Um, <laughs> uh, Hannah hates that there's a 48-hour limit. Daniel, is there still at this point with the Russians trying to get the Russians to allow the SG teams to come home safely through their gate? Although, like, honestly, just wait a couple of days. It's all right. You know what I mean? Like, be like, hey, I know you're due home in an hour, but, like, cool your heels. Yeah, but you don't know how, how much of a danger they are if they're running low on food or all that stuff. Mm, I guess so. The Russians aren't really interested in it. So Jack's, like, getting gas. Yeah. Mayborn shows up to tell Jack that he didn't shoot him. Oh. oh and that there's something. I know. Oh, my God. Mayborn. I'll tell you what, since when Mayborn was on working for the government, when he was like on the level or whatever, he had to be a certain way Mm -hmm. because that was the times. But when he got to be on the outside, I mean, if Mayborn is not at a minimum bisexual, if not outright gay, I will (laughs) eat my hat. I will eat my hat. He is so gay. (laughs) He's not just gay for Jack. I mean, he's just gay. You think so? And I know he never comes out and says it or anything like that, but the difference in his demeanor when he worked for the NID compared to when he became like a black market guy or whatever is wildly different. Like he gets to be who he is now because who's going to fire him? Him? No. Right. <laughs> You're on the black market trying to get uh, an illegal symbiote. You're not going to be like, but I ain't buying it from a queer. <laughs> like that shit's not happening. <laughs> And if he's not, then, like, why come back and tell Jack in person that you didn't shoot him? Maybe he maybe he respects Jack a lot. I mean, he could be gay. Nothing right. wrong with that. I will eat my hat. If I ever get to meet that actor, I will point blank ask him if he was playing that gay without saying it. Because, like, back then, it would be very coded to do something like that. Like, you weren't allowed yeah. to just come right out and be like, here's this bisexual and or gay man um, who has romantic feelings for a guy. And they're ov- they're unrequited, but like, whatever. He still gets to live the fantasy. <laughs> maybe it's the way he says. Maybe, maybe it's the way he says his name. It's the way he says Jack. Here's the other giveaway. Like his code name is Cassidy, and uh, mm-hmm. Jack mentions the Cassidy brothers, David Cassidy and Sean, and he goes, "Yeah, Sean." Yeah. He's like, "No, Butch." The way he says Butch. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh, my God. He is gay. <laughs> gay as the day is long. I, I wrote down, yeah, gay. Get it, queen. You're gay. And I love it. I love the nuance of that. that might, and that might just be the actor's choice. Like, he didn't have to, like, it's not written that way and nothing, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't progress the story or anything. It's just like a little bit more rich, richness in the character, you know? Yeah. So maybe it was a choice. Maybe the actor himself made it a choice. Because like, that's fine. Narratively, he keeps coming back to Jack. But like, I don't know. If we were only like casual illegal acquaintances, I don't think I'd run the risk of getting caught going to a gas station to be like, it wasn't me that shot you, buddy. I would just send you a little note. He's also Jack's foil. Yeah. Yeah, he's Jack something. Yeah. Except that something he's definitely gay. 
I thought this the last time I saw him, but I was like, maybe I'm just looking for gayness. And then he was like, butch. And I was like, oh, like, okay. Like that was it. It was like, okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you got it. I love Mayborn. I love Mayborn. He's also what he's acting in now, that actor. He's <laughs> on Riverdale. Mm. Oh, is he? Who is he playing Riverdale? He's Veronica's butler. Oh. I know. I didn't know either. And I watched that show. I'm so mad at this that it's crazy. Like, I didn't recognize. No, I said I got to see because he doesn't he doesn't look like Mayborn. No, he looks like a butler. (laughs) (laughs) And older. But like, I'm so bad at that. So we were last night. I'm going to pull up the. uh, The movie name because I don't I don't remember it. We're watching uh, Flicks Connection. Mm-hmm. and uh it was like all the movies the guy he lists like gems and like hidden good movies that are on like Tubi and uh hbo max and shit like that right and uh we're, so we're watching a clip mm-hmm. Tubi's still a thing Tubi's still a thing and the movies are all still um free everything's free right where is it oh, okay uh, okay so he's like, there's this good movie from 1985. It's like a cult kind of movie and a little cheesy or whatever. It's called Life Force. I've never seen it. And I've seen that. I've seen Life Force. Well, they're showing clips of it go by. And one of the characters is played by Patrick Stewart. And he's on the screen on our television for under a second. And my husband turns to me. He goes, oh, I think Patrick Stewart's in that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Nobody's in, nobody's in this movie. And uh, I looked it up and sure enough, he was there. He saw a fleeting glimpse in a very weird space vampire movie of Patrick Stewart. Yeah, Life Force. Yeah, it's a weird movie. Yeah, you bet it's weird. And I didn't recognize him at all. And it is, They had a lot of weird movies in the 80s, man. Like, I wish... Really- <laughs> go on. Weird movies in the 80s. Yeah, they had a lot of weird movies in these. They had that. They had the one with uh, who is it? Dennis Quaid, where he like raises an alien on a planet. No, oh. <laughs> I forget what the name of it. Uh, it's like Enemy Something. Enemy Wait, Mind. I remember that one. Enemy Mind. There you go. I loved that movie. Uh, the do. point is, is I couldn't recognize Mayborn in a TV show that I actively watch, but my husband could recognize Patrick Stewart going by at the speed of the Enterprise and be like, "There goes Patrick Stewart." I bet I've seen every celebrity out in the wild of New York City. I bet I've seen them all, and I've never recognized even one. I've just been walking by and been like, there's another guy, some guy. Yeah. I've done that, too. I, I'm good at that, too, because, like, there's a scene, and you remember Saved by the Bell? Yep. There's a there's one of the episodes, there's a scene standing there, but you see him for, like, a good 10 seconds, and I'm like, is that Casper Van Dien? Wow. From like Starship Troopers, and I'm like, oh my god, I would have never noticed that guy. I wouldn't notice him right now. He could be sitting next to me, and he'd have to tell me for a third time his name's Casper. I was in Starship Troopers, and you're like, no, you weren't. I'd be like, yeah, I remember. I seen it, and I like it a lot. And then like, that'll be the end of my memories. And then it'd be like, Casper, god damn it, <laughs> remember my name. <laughs> hey, we're off track. Some Casper guy. I don't know. 
I don't know how we got so far off track, but we're back. Um, Mayborn. Oh, Mayborn. Mayborn Gay yes. and Sam and McKay are fighting with each other because McKay's like, hey, Sam, he says a diss that I'm like, somebody call the police because Sam has died. That's how sick of burn <laughs> McKay's about to land. Uh, so dumb blonde, I think, at one point. Yeah. He was like, oh, it's a shame I find you so attractive. I really have a thing for dumb blondes. I'm like, I was like, oh, my God. I thought Sam was going to punch him. I really did. Would have deserved it. Would have deserved it. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is like peak Dick McKay. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And he does does call her out. Yeah. Yeah. And he does call her out, too. And he's kind of right. He's like, oh, there you go guessing again like you usually do. I'm like, you know what? She does guess a lot. But you guess is right. Because every in theoretical, everything's theoretical. Yeah, but, you know. But McKay's a chicken, and that's why he yes. doesn't do that. Because he's too scared of the unknown. Well, he's not He's not a military person. He's, he's an NID civilian. That's true. Uh, back in Russia, they're like, they go. They call up Daniel, and he they're like, "How's it going?" And they're like, "Can we borrow the DHD?" And Daniel says, "Not without giving back Alaska." Yeah, right. <laughs> that was really funny. I was like, <laughs> uh, "Q says he knows how to get teal teal back, and is actively trying to get like trying like blackmailing Hammond for the information, being like." If you want to know how to get Teal back, I guess you're just going to have to give me riches. I don't know what he's really looking right? for. <laughs> and and Hammond's just like, really? really do, Hammond is dude, you're going to pull this here? All right. Hammond's like, well, I've never. Oh, oh. <laughs> the scandal of my sex. I cannot. I am, I am shocked and appalled. Appalled, I say. Yeah, really? <laughs> so Jack pays a little visit to Mayborn. <laughs> Hi, Jack. Yeah. How he says hi, Jack. <laughs> Even. I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I realize it now. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Uh, Q is blackmailing. For, oh, because he needs a hand <laughs> device. Because the ghoul that they kidnapped from that rich guy, that is that rich guy. Yeah, the that from the rich guy. What's a hand thingy? Ooh, yeah. a hand thingy. Why would he even... Which is... So that's that's what I'm saying. Like, why would you arm the prisoner? <laughs> Didn't they read any notes? Like, I know Q has extensively read up on all the missions. Give me a hand device. Okay. Well, I'd love to give you the hand device. You won't use it on me now. You promise? Oh, cross my heart. You know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. To- <laughs> sorry, cross my fingers. It would be so pleasurable to hear like that that voice mod, like the gold voice mod, go cross yeah. my heart and hope to die. <laughs> <laughs> that would be I'd I'd be very into that. Uh, D- uh, Davis is livid about the Russian demands. Like he's like turning the table over. He's like, "Are you kidding me?" And, like flips the table. Like yeah. <laughs> Because Major Davis, for all the good he's done, he's a company man. Oh, boy, is he ever. She is. <laughs> uh, 
the Russians want to have a team permanently in the U.S. on the SG program. And then, like, while they're trying to ne- negotiate it, while Davis gets outraged and the Russians are like, wait, we're not done. Uh, Daniel just offers to straight up buy, buy out the DHD. They're like, hey, how much did you just straight up buy it? Can we have it? Yeah, like, what, what do we have to do to get the DHD? Like, and not just borrow <laughs> it. Like, have it forever. What would it take? I was like, wow, Daniel, that's real. He's like, well, everything's out on the table. You might, you know, you know, everybody's got a price. We're all worth money. And that's. No, I'm saying that's what you have to do now. Cause he's like, he's trying to be nice. And now he's like, oh, what do we have to do? Just tell us. <laughs> uh, now is the time when McKay does go in with that dumb blonde line. And Sam's like, suck a lemon. Cause he. I didn't realize that his allergy to lemons was established so early on. Oh, yeah. Well, citrus, not lemons. By the way, Daniel uh, being like, everybody's got a price. What's what's the price of the DVD is the most not like uh, evil overlord thing he's done where he hasn't been under the influence. Like he just comes right out with his evil overlord side and it's like everyone's got a price. What's your price? right? I'm like wow, Daniel, <laughs> tap into that inner evil. I love him. That's his. Uh, that's his hide coming out. Uh, Nid Gould is in a safe house, and Mayborn and Jack find out where it is because Mayborn gets to see like the flight plans, and they put the safe house in a really conspicuous place like South Dakota. Yeah, and he's like, lucky you know who I am. (laughs) Oh, my God. So they go there to break out the gould or shoot it or whatever. Um, Davis and Daniel argue politics in Russia. And that's just like a little, I guess, to break up Mm -hmm. the the Mayborn and Jack show, which is what this is. And uh, Jack (laughs) threatens to kill him or whatever. and, And the gould is like, what? He's like, whatever. You're not going to kill anybody. You kill me till dies. Right. And then it occurs to him that they record everything or like he sees the camera and uh, they go to get the video cassettes, the VHSs, baby. All right. Yeah. And they see what Q was promised, like uh, promised that the hand thingy to the ghoul if the ghoul told him how to like get Tilk out of the buffer. <laughs> Yeah, in exchange for you know a weapon that's nice and just so what he can like lord it over the sgc so he can escape well yeah so the the gould wants the hand thingy so he can escape but that's not why q would give it to him i'd be like yeah i'll give you a hand thingy, and then get the information i wanted i'd be like psych prisoner i'm not giving you anything as <laughs> yeah he wants to run the sgc as and i under nid control Oh, is that what we're doing here? I tell you. Yeah. Because remember how the NID, they're like sinister at this point. It's only when you get to Atlantis when they're like, oh, they're actually not that bad. Well, there's a couple of people who aren't that bad in there. that They can't. Mayborn wasn't that bad. He's pretty likable. No, Mayborn. He's likable now. No, Mayborn. Yes. The man... (laughs) The man stole a Stargate. He is the pits when he was in the NID. That's true. He only comes into like his own superiorness afterward. 
he stole a he stole a Stargate and was like, "What? It's plastic? What?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You ever see um, a YouTube series called like Oversimplified History or something like that? Oversimplified. Uh, they do a thing about uh, prohibition, and that the the way you just voiced it is how they voice um, Al Capone. They're like, "What?" <laughs> oh really upside down it's so funny i'll send you a <laughs> it's just hilarious and i wish he made more videos because he's just so funny <laughs> sam needs more time to get tail out of the buffer but jack telephones her with the info with like the instructions and uh they really brought out the, the old wrap it up box here sam calls in the info Mm-hmm. Sam, they arrest Q. The kid gets reassigned to like Siberia or whatever. Yeah, he, no, Antarctica. No, Antar- yeah. Oh, no. right. It, no, it is It is Siberia. It is. But then eventually. It is Siberia. He gets. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's uh, just getting used to the cult before he goes down there for the very climactic part of that. Show. And he, he, he walks off in classic Rodney McKay fashion. He's like, he's like, you know what kind of food they have in Russia? Yeah. uh they enact oh so yeah he's gonna be like the science liaison that the russians wanted after they blew up their dhd by the way like they enact the gold solution tilt comes through the gate and the dhd blows up and they're like oh we're so trustworthy russia please love us (laughs) and tilt's like who's doing the what now you know you know, it's like Sam was stuck in a buffer once. Why didn't they use like the technique they used to get Sam out of the computer? Remember when Sam was in the computer? No, Sam was in the computer. She wasn't like midway into the you know event horizon. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's different. All right, fine. Fine, you win. We blew up the Russian stuff again. We're so mean to Russia. <laughs> and my thing is, why is Russia always portrayed as bleak and like dreary like every time in every tv show when they portray russia you always hear the russian music in the background (laughs) and yeah you hear the russian music in the background and you just see dreary everybody's sad everybody's like not happy and they're just like oh we're russian gotta love propaganda right scare shit you know because i've met russian people and they're very happy (laughs) Yeah, because they're here now. <laughs> well, well, that's true. But no, they always say like Russia's really nice. You know, it's all politics and stuff. But every it time is. you see it on TV, it's drab. Like, no one wants to be there. They had to show it that way so that you wouldn't get excited about possibly trying communism for yourself. <laughs> really? Even, is that, is that why? Even though really not communism, you know what I mean? Like, not really, because people are still in charge. So you're trying to say they're just like America? They had their own version of like I Love Lucy and stuff. Probably, probably. Didn't you see the movie The Experts? <laughs> yes, I saw The Experts a very long time ago, though. Good stuff. What do you rate this episode? It's a five. I give five. it a five. Easy five. Because, yeah, because everybody was in this, even the Russians. And this could be considered honestly a filler episode. They don't make any headway as far as like story arc is concerned or anything well, like that they kill off tanif yeah whatever whatever i feel like this episode's so no, exciting no, i till till gets his revenge yeah terrific 
<laughs> no, Teal, Teal gets his revenge. He even says it at the end. He's like, Teal, what do you remember? I got my revenge. He's <laughs> like, oh, really? <laughs> Excellent. This episode was so exciting and so full of like great characters and, and stuff like that, that like I forgot that Tanith was in the beginning of the episode getting killed. Yeah, yeah, right. Presumably killed, by the way. Nobody stuck around. No dead body, no dead. But you did see the, you did see the ship crash into the DHD and blow up. Whatever. I've seen people jump off of bridges and survive. Okay. We always thought you always think they're dead, but they're ghouls. So they fix each other. They fix the host up pretty good. So even if you got a little bang up, <laughs> there's got to be a sarcophagus somewhere. You know, like mm-mm. if I don't see him like arm on that side, head on the other, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, the promo for next week is uh, the two-parter Pres- summit, and I forgot the other episode's name, but it's the System Lord meetup time with Osiris. Oh yes, yeah, Daniel's ex-girlfriend. And the first time we meet Ball. Uh, Cliff Simon. Uh, One Stargate meet, and he will remain as such forever. Ball and his clones. Mm. Oh, jeez. What a perfect world that'd be. Got anything you want to add here today? Uh, hmm. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you can see me or listen to me on my other podcast, Last God Standing. That's Last God Pod on Twitter and posted on Podbean. This very podcast is also on Podbean. ZPMStargate.podbean.com you can catch us mostly over on Twitter at ZPM Stargate, but also on Instagram. And if you have something longer to say at Gmail, please in app, your podcast app, you can leave us a five-star review and we'd really super like it. Um, otherwise, we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.